uh, at Acadia, although my first year I was a student actually at Trinity College. Um, there have been many factors uh, that have influenced my journey with Christ over the years. The first, uh, I have to say, is my time spent as a child um, and growing up at Malagash Bible Camp, where I currently work in the summer. But the second has been the presence of the many mentors and people that have come alongside me in my life, whether it be retreats or canoe trips or coffee shop, uh, coffee shop chats. I've been blessed by the number of leaders that I've invested in my life. Um, and it wasn't too long before I noticed a trend, and that was that many, if not most, of the mentors in my life had at one point attended Acadia University. In fact, more than that, many, if not most of them, had been involved with the group that goes by the name of Acadia Christian Fellowship. So perhaps it shouldn't have been a surprise that I decided to attend Acadia myself and that I wound up as president of ACF in my third year. <laughs> ACF is part of a larger organization which most of you are probably familiar with. That's InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. In fact, if you visit the Wikipedia page for IBCF, the first sentence reads as follows. InterVarsity Christian Fellowship of Canada is a Christian organization which ministers to youth and university students through a variety of ministries, including high school, college, and university ministries, such as Acadia Christian Fellowship, or ACF. Right in the first sentence of the Wikipedia page. I don't know who did that, but I have a few ideas. So apparently something special is going on here. The purpose of IBCF is the transformation of youth, students, and graduates, and all their ethnic diversity into fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. This is mainly done through small group Bible study, discipleship, and witnessing communities. When I joined ACF two years ago, as I started at Acadia, the group, in terms of membership at least, was at a low point. The membership couldn't have been more than 15 people who would regularly maybe go to events. Most of them were female. In fact, I attended a Bible study in my first semester where I was the only boy uh, amongst perhaps 11 girls who actually attended. I suppose there are pros and cons to that. But <laughs> it was around this time that we started to pray for revival. And the prayer meeting was small at first, often just two people. But once a week in the early morning, we would lift up our prayers and petitions to God. And it wasn't long before those prayers were answered. By the end of last year, the size of the community had grown substantially. Overall membership went from 43 to 83 in a year. The number of international students went from 5 to 29. First years doubled from 13 to 27. And amazingly, the number of non-Christians in our group went from 2 to 17. Most importantly, we praise God that one of my friends last year even made a decision to follow Jesus. And there are others that are very close. I have since heard that over the summer, two more girls have given their life to Jesus, both of whom were actually introduced to the Christian community through classes at the Divinity College. If anything, I want you to be encouraged that there is amazing kingdom growth happening at Acadia. But there is also tremendous brokenness. Allow me to read you two quotes from the most recent issue of the Acadia student newspaper, The Athenaeum. This came up a couple days ago. The first quote is from a first-year student named Jen Young. She says, I think on nights and on weekends, 
there aren't many things that I've come across to do that don't involve drinking. I'm sure there are some things there, but I haven't found them yet. And secondly, in 2011, the University of Alberta Health Survey found that students experienced the following mental health issues at some point within the past 12 months. 51% of students felt things were hopeless. 34% felt so depressed that it was difficult to function. 52% felt overwhelming anxiety and 1.2% attempted suicide. One fact, for me at least, stands out among the rest. In my three years at Acadia, four students have died, and only one has been of natural causes. The other three deaths have all involved alcohol, and one was a suicide. It saddens me to say that I actually knew two of these people personally, and without of this sorrow and desire for more, that this year's vision for ACF was birthed. It reads, Thirsty students sharing the drink that satisfies and brings new life to Acadia. The hope is that every event we run this year and every relationship we build will line up with this vision because if 52% of students feel things are hopeless, well, Jesus is the hope for these students. Entering Frost Week about a month ago, I was incredibly nervous. We had zero events planned, and we had no idea how we were going to reach the 1,500 new students converging onto Acadia. We knew full well that the majority of these students start university feeling vulnerable and alone, and so are very likely to catch the first train that comes by, so to speak, which more often than not happens to be alcohol and the party culture and the empty feelings that come along with it. How could we tell these students that there was another train to catch? So the members of the leadership team got together and we let scripture guide our prayers. Luke 10 was what we looked at. That's where Jesus sends out 72 people. And he says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. Workers were indeed what we needed and this is what God provided. The number of new, enthusiastic, passionate Christ followers this year is astounding. A few examples. The first morning prayer meeting we had a couple weeks ago had 11 students, seven of which were new students. Furthermore, I know two students that arrived in Canada this year that have already brought a Canadian friend to Christ. Already this year. I also have an older friend and graduate of the Divinity College. Dan Ingram is his name. Maybe you guys have met him or something. He contacts me whenever he hears a student at Acadia who might be interested in, in ACF. You know, he has connections. He'll often send me names, and then he entrusts me to find these people and invite them into community at Acadia. And often these people are needles in the haystack. They're just out there somewhere. Four times in the first two weeks... I received a name, and four times I tried to contact this person on Facebook, but to no avail. Four times I prayed that somehow, impossibly, I'd be able to meet this person on campus. And four times I've come across this person in the most unlikely of circumstances. My favorite story is of a man who I prayed to meet, who walked right into the middle of our ACF leadership meeting in the student union building, thinking that we were another group, only to find out that we were looking for him. There are three other stories like that, and I'm not going to tell them all. Now, the potential for these students is huge. 
Even last week, I was sitting with a new Muslim student in my friend's residence room. Quite naturally, we ended up doing an exercise that I often use in Bible studies, where interesting and thought-provoking photographs are laid out on the floor. And you ask the person questions that they have to answer using the cards. For example, what three images would you use to describe your life right now? Or pick three images to describe what you wish were life like, your life were like right now. The questions get increasingly spiritual, but we talked for so long about the, f- the first two questions, which aren't necessarily spiritual questions. We talked for about an hour and a half, and without any prodding, this man sat on my friend's bed in tears as he opened up about his struggles with his friends and his family providing me and the others the opportunity to comfort and encourage our new friend in Christian love. Two days later, he came to the Bible study that we run in his residence. But what can you do as students of the Divinity College? Now, I understand that many of you commute to Wolfville and are actively involved in serving in an area that is not necessarily this campus community, and I praise God for that. So first and foremost, I ask you to pray Luke 10 with us. Ask God for workers to be sent out into this field. To be caring for and serving the students here in word and deed. Pray for the kingdom to continue growing and for people's lives to be changed through encounters with the body of Christ in Wolfville. And if God is calling you to be a worker here, and I'm sure he is in one context or another, whether in the Div College or on the campus itself, then I urge you, in general, to go out and simply meet people. Invest in their lives, let them know they are valued, and pray for them. On a more specific note, I also ask that if anybody has any sound gear, mics, speakers, etc., that they can lend us, we're looking for some for this Friday night, so that's a specific (laughs) request. Allow me to share two more stories with you. The first happened this summer at camp. We hosted a college and career aged camp, and this is the first time we've done this in a while. So uh, I was actually reunited with many men my age that I had once been campers with in junior high and at the beginning of high school, and so I hadn't seen them for a long time, but they're now around my age and attending university like me, and I had no idea what these boys' lives were like. I hadn't seen them in seven or eight years, but I, for some reason I just assumed that at a few points down the road, a few years down the road, I assumed that they had fallen away from their faith. And judging from the photos I had seen on Facebook, we're now embracing a secular lifestyle. I would probably only discuss faith begrudgingly, if that. I was pleasantly surprised, indeed shocked, when these boys, upon being reunited with each other and me at camp, were sharing these struggles with one another. And in fact, asked the group time and time again to pray and do devotionals with them because they still recognize the power and the life that is behind the gospel. What I learned was this. Who was I to judge? How could I just assume that these men wanted nothing to do with faith anymore? Don't give up on people. I'm not saying that you're doing it, but I'm saying that it's tempting. We cannot abandon them just because of our preconceived notions about their activities and desires. I myself struggle with this idea constantly as I'm in the midst of a very confident-looking party culture which knows well how to mask its brokenness. The last story is this. 
five days ago, on Friday night, a group of friends of mine were walking home from an ACF gathering at 12.30 at night. What originally turned into a plan to go caroling in front of our friend's house turned into a group of us singing worship music on the pedestal of the town clock in the square opposite Woolfield Baptist until 2 in the morning. <laughs> As the hordes of students walked by, many of them intoxicated, occasionally a group would stop to listen, dance, and occasionally sing along. And you could always tell the ones that came from a church background because they knew the words. Many of them said to us that it honestly made their night and even tried offering us money, which we declined. (laughs) It was not hard to tell that this spontaneous expression of joy had an impact on our fellow students. Their expressions changed. Their countenances lifted as they were caught off guard with the reality that is the powerful joy of Christ unexplainable by any human reasoning. Feel free to join us again as we do it this Friday night, but in the end, know that it's not about Acadia Christian Fellowship or Acadia Divinity College, but about the unified body of Christ living out loud for the risen Lord and His gift of grace. 1 Corinthians 14.15 is a metaphor I leave you with. It says, I sing with my spirit. Let your life be a song of praise. Let your light shine before others that they too may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Thank you.